another episode of Man Day Monday, where we'll touch on various subjects that matters to men, issues men have, and problems men face. Today, our subject, we're going to go straight to it. Uh, we have a special guest with us that I'm just uh, humbled. I was have known for a couple years. Uh, we chatted a little bit before and first time dad. So we definitely going to get uh, the, the, the insight uh, from a new dad. Man, how you doing today? Go ahead and introduce yourself, Doc. Hey, man, I'm glad to be here. My name is Antonio Consenta. Um My first qualifications is I am the husband of Leah Consenta and the father of Antonio Consenta Jr. We call him AJ. Um, those are my primary roles. Um, <laughs> those are the things that mean the most to me. But I also serve as the assistant pastor at Family Life Center Church under Pastor Greg Hosey, who is our senior pastor. That's what's up, man. Tell me about your social media, man, um, that you got. Uh, well, right now, I just have uh, Facebook and Instagram. Uh, anybody can find me just under Antonio Consenta Senior. Uh, that's C-O-N-S-E-N-T-A, Antonio Consenta Senior. And uh, just have uh, various videos and things. Uh, I like to mix it up. I don't like to be super serious. Uh, just have some funny things on there, uh, informative and more, more than anything. I wanted to be inspirational. Uh, I just posted a video about two days ago about my uh, incident where someone shot into my car and uh, miraculously no bullets came to uh, the front where I was sitting, even though they came through the back glass, no bullets came past the back seat and they went out the side of the car. So that testimony is on there and um, has gotten quite a few views um a lot of people being blessed by it yeah man that's, that's definitely a blessing man i know when i saw it man i just just praise god you know what i'm saying that nothing was, was done no harm to you man and uh as much as going on like we said a lot of the year we pray we be like god protect us from day to scene and nothing absolutely so, yeah man definitely man but um man fatherhood man presence of fathers man i know one particular thing that stood out to me um I know about you, man, is that, you know, being a father, you know, it's not just about, you know, having a child, but I think, you know, one of the first points is about being present, you know what I mean? Um, not just saying that you're a father, but but be present there, you know. And actually, I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw this at you, man. What do you think about you have fathers who's present in the house but still absent? What do you think about that? I actually think that is a very prevalent and unaddressed problem. Um, just because they are at, in the home, they are uh, paying bills, but they're not active in the rearing and raising of the child. I mean, it's, it's not as detrimental as him not being there physically, but it is a contributing factor to some of uh, the delinquencies that the children may face because they they have their father in the house, but they don't know their father. You know, right. some of them don't even know their dad's first name. All they know is, is daddy. And so I won't, well, as you can see here, I'm keeping my little son and uh, 
he's gonna know me. We we get down on the floor, we play together, we we I, he's only uh one now, but we sit down in the chair and I talk to him. Because yeah. I, I want him to get familiar with being in front of me. I want him to be familiar with understanding that his voice matters to me. That yeah. you know it's like God says, let's reason together. So I want him to know my voice, know my thoughts, know my heart, to be able to say, I knew my daddy. You know what I'm saying? Not not just what he provided through his job or he whooped me or he disciplined me, but I want my son to know me. And uh, that's what I'm striving to do even right now. So yeah, it's it's very important to not only be present but to be active in the lives of your, your kids and it, it goes beyond just discipline or instruction it's, it's it's a relationship it's a conversation it's a a going back and forth because no no relationship can be built without communication and so we have to uh you know really open up our hearts to them so that they can understand that the issues that they're facing as men and also as black men that it's not foreign and, and that we could be a resource for help. Oh yeah, yeah most definitely, man. And I, I definitely, definitely agree with that, man. I know um, there's an old English proverb uh, that I tell a lot of people sometimes. I say that one father is more than a hundred schoolmasters. Absolutely. You know, we have to, you know, it's critical, you know, we, you know, being a father, man, is one of the critical foundations, you know, of our current generation, you know, it goes to follow because we land the, we land the, the way, you know, quickly, you know, and I often think that sometimes, man, you know, people follow, like you said before, you know, they think it's acceptable that, you know, not to be part of the child's life alone, that loves that meet the financial responsibility. Right. You know, but you know, child support doesn't define being a father. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's right. We get so like when well, I take care of my kids, I'm I'm paying this and I'm paying that. You know, but they, they don't know your heart. They don't know what you like. You know what I mean? So we gotta right. pass the uh the financial part, man. And I think there's too many men, you know, going up without that male role model um in the house, you know, what it shows to be a man. Right, and <clears throat> they need to hear your voice. Right. Um, so you, this might be controversial, but you are fighting against yeah. a, a nine-month intimate head start that the woman has over you. They yeah. they hear their voice. They know their breathing patterns. They were affected by whatever they ate or drink, mm. and so naturally they have a more inherent intimate relationship with their moms so the men have to work to kind of catch up to that that part of that child to get to know them on that deeper level because i mean you can't overcome what god put together where the the child grows and the mother and they're so succinctly together so you have to work even harder to build that relationship because it's, it, it, in my in my uh, humble opinion, it, it, it's, it's not as organic as a mother and a son or a mother and their daughter 
So we have to do the work and not be disappointed when they grow up and they run to their mothers for advice. But it's because their mothers have put in that that nurturing touch, that closeness, that bond, that they're natural nurturers anyway. So they're gonna connect with the child. Mm -hmm. But they need the instructions of both because God's plan is revealed in the things that he created. So he created a child to only be able to be produced with a male and a female. So why in the world would you think that that child can grow and be reared and be as successful as they could be without the two mechanisms that caused them to be created is the same two mechanisms that were created to raise and rear them to be the best that they can be. So they need both. They need both active in that child's life. Yeah. Definitely, I definitely agree, man. Hundred percent, man. You know, studies have shown, man, that the father's relationship, you know, with his daughter, you know, will be the primary predictor of the success, you know, in her relationship with people, you know, even with men. The way we interact with our daughter, she's gonna take that with her, you know, on down the road. After that, not just daughters, of course, but our sons, you know, um, the success of a marriage, the sex with men. You know, her sexual behaviors prior to marriage, all that, you know, stems from how we interact with them. Right. And what we feeding them, you know. And then research also shows that if it's, if it's not treated well with her father, or her <laughs> in a home to nurture her, to nurture her, I'm sorry, to love her, to make her feel secure, you know what she's going to do? She's going to attempt that void. And you already know how that is. Uh, right. uh, just, you know, we, we see, hear about that on social media all the time. You know, she's going to fear that void through a relationship with other men. You know what I mean? Um, and for sons, I, I, I know you, you, you uh, tend to this to the core. He says for our sons, if, if there's no father to model behavior, proper behavior, <laughs> they're going to learn it from where? Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So, right. uh, you know, we got to be careful, you know, how we talk to them. Uh, my oldest, I was speaking about, uh, about it briefly. Um, on the last podcast on last week and uh, my son he's turning he'd be 14 in uh, August and um, and I appreciate it but it kind of shocked me um, that he he kind of he was upset about something and he would told me out the blue he was like dad I just don't feel like you appreciate and it and I was stunned but then I after the fact I said we talked about it we talked it out and um, sometimes he says, you know, you do more reinforcement being do uh, like they nurture, appreciate. And I said, man, I'm so thankful. I was crying, dog. <laughs> I was so excited that he was, you know, felt man enough to tell me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And those small actions like that, man, it, it, it you know, and, and, and that's one thing I think another the next topic, you know, man, what you say and do, they watch it. Right. They um you're the first teachers or you should be. Um I, I I always point back to this experience and I think it was born out of uh fear more than neglect. Um I, I won't even say who it was, um, but there's somebody in my family I had been watching the Wonder Years. I don't know if you remember that show or not. 
<laughs> well, I was watching the Wonder Years and they came up with the word virgin. And they kept talking about virgin. So I went and asked this family member, what is, what is, what is a virgin? And they got angry at me because here I am, grew, grew up in a, uh, in a church house. I was a church boy. You know, we didn't, we weren't supposed to listen to blues and I do all this type of stuff. And right. here I am growing up in this environment and I come and ask them, what is a virgin? And you would have thought I cussed out and used the Lord, cussed them out and used the Lord's name in vain. Yeah. So they missed the opportunity to yeah. have a conversation with me about something that could have been helpful to me. But I learned what a virgin was in the fourth grade at school. Right. From the from the homeboys at school at Scott Elementary in Pratt City. And so they missed that opportunity. I don't want to miss those opportunities with my son. I want to be the person to relay to him some of those big life issues like sex and sexuality, sexual expression. I don't want him to learn that in the streets. So I have to be open to discuss real life with him. I have to be open to talk about the things that really matter and not shy away from it. And so, yeah, we have to, uh, we have to be able to discuss, have to be able to, um, like you, like you allowed with your son, for him to really open his heart and tell you how he feels and not be rejected because he shared a real thought. That, that's really huge. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, growing up like that, I remember, you know, uh, you know, growing up asking my mom some questions. Like you said, they they would come back at you like you weren't supposed to talk about it. You know what I mean? They weren't, you weren't supposed to even think to mention it. And I think that's a misconception, um, you know, about trying to learn and understand them. You know, even the spirituality, uh, my pastor spoke on, on the topic. He said, if you got a father, you, you growing up with, you trying to learn to understand, you don't think your father going to mind if you ask him a question? So you grow up, you grow up asking, you know, why God have to do this? Why God do that? And we always say, well, you know, you don't question God. You don't question God. Right. You know, and as I grew up and I, I you know, uh, Learn those experiences as as a, as a physical dad, and when I started learning more being a spiritual dad, he said he said, "Would you not want your dad? You don't think your dad gonna want you to ask a question?" And so we have to, you know, allow them to have those, um, you know, those emotions, those thoughts. Because if we if we just shrug it off, and I'm sure you seen all type of um, things that are you know anti Christ. Hebrew Israelites and all kind of things because we miss those opportunities and I think that's the big, big picture that we miss those opportunities to teach rather than rebuke oh you're not supposed to talk about this or talk about that you know we gotta open doors like you said you learned the fourth grade you know my son he's he, he'll be uh, 10 you know I had, had to talk with him a couple of weeks ago man so I mean we have to uh, you know use our words to uplift Three things that I think is important, you know, as being dad now. Three things you want to be able to do is uplift, heal, and empower. That's good. That's real. <laughs> you know, 
Because um, if you don't, you know, they're going to take that attention from elsewhere. Let me, um, let me, can I, can I interject right there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. I think that uh, on that topic of talking about things that may be uh, controversial or sensitive, um, it's, I want the listeners to know that it's okay to tell your kids you don't know. Um, because I think especially in kingdom, church, in that arena, we have wholeheartedly accepted everything that has been taught to us and we have not properly vetted out, is that really what it means? Is that really how it was said? Did God really mean that what he said or is that uh, inaccurate interpretation of what God said? And we become so beholden to our traditions that we don't even have our minds open enough to question is that really so we just say okay we you know we got to put blue fringe at the end of our roads is that really what he said and instead of researching it because we don't know we get angry or people get angry because their traditions are being questioned but we have to um you know as christians be able to give an answer toward any man according to the the hope that is within you. You got to be able to, you need to be able to give something. Tell your son, we love Jesus because of this. We go to church because of this. We have this expression in church because of this. This is what this word means because we throw the church vernacular and jargon out. Like everybody knows what that means. And it comes, if you go research it, we don't even know why we say what we say. You know, I learned that when I found out hallelujah is not in the Bible. And they say hallelujah is the highest praise. Where do you get that from? Hallelujah is in the Bible one time. But hallelujah, the, the H-A-L-L-E-L-U-J-A-H is not even in the Bible at all. So it's when I began asked those questions and couldn't get answers that I went to other sources but we as parents we as men the pillars of our communities need to have answers or be willing to go gain answers for the questions that uh, our children our wives and others may have for us instead of dismissing it as somebody just challenging our traditions That's, that's some good stuff that uh yeah I definitely you know and, and one thing too um lastly with that man I think what we gotta understand is that they're not just listening you know but they're watching you know um you know we should take those opportunities like you said to lift our children with our words because uh I know back in the day we used to say oh, kids are, are tape recorders they record everything you know that you see it, uh, do or say you know, but now I said they DVR players. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, know? you see it in high definition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they figure it out and and use it faster than you could. You know, before you can refute or rebuke what you're saying, they already replaying it back to you. You know what right. I mean? So, you know, we gotta be careful. Um, you know what we do, what we say, and that that's one thing I try to be mindful of is back is that 
um, you know, take care and watching, you know, what we do. And, and they're more observant, you know, than we actually think, man. And it's crazy. I know you've seen it, you know, when you're on, you're on your road, you know, even your walking habits or your talking habits, they'll imitate, you know what I mean? He'll say certain words. I know my, uh, my one and a half year old, he'll be two in September. And, um, like, I was watching replay of, of something on ESPN. And I was like, whoa. And he yelled it out the exact way. He like, whoa. You know what I mean? So they emulate everything they they uh, they see, man. Absolutely. I, I, I see it in my son now. Um, because, I mean, it's in the genetics. Like, when I was a kid, before I would go to sleep, I would have to mess with my mom's ear and just, just mess around, just pull at her ear till I fell asleep. And then my son comes 32 years later, and guess how he goes to sleep? He messes with my ear until yeah. he goes to sleep. Yeah. And so I see things in him that were in me that would not talk to him. That's why we have to eradicate thoughts that are not good for us now so that they don't pass on to our children because it could come out in the way we discuss white people or the way that we discuss uh, other blacks because it's so embedded in our DNA that we pass off that thought process to our sons and our daughters. And we look back after we have matured some and say, I wonder why she liked that. I wonder yeah. why he liked that. And what you're doing is seeing a picture of who you are and if you have evolved, who you were. So you can't, you know, you can't be angry at them because they are who you are. You are statistically 87% of what you grew up around. You're, you're 87% just like your parents. And it's hard for the kids to overcome what their parents did not do. They can come up to where the parents are, but it's very rare and more difficult for them to surpass where their parents were. Definitely, man. Definitely, man. I know with, um, you know, the current uh, Father's Day coming up, it's, you know, we have to, like, say, look at it in a whole new spectrum, you know, about how we interact. Like you just said, you know, how we, you know, mentioning certain things to races and race relations and, and people and communication, all those things, like you said, are embedded, you know, by what we do. Yeah, man. So, man, I definitely, brother, uh, I love this this topic. We we might have to do this, man, once every two months about fatherhood. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's something, man, that, um, you know, we should definitely always try to um, and even even if you're not a biological father, you know, to some of the guys out there, you know, being a father figure, um, of course, plays a, a, a huge role, you know. Uh, any last thoughts on anything, man? Uh, I just want to encourage those that are serving in the role of a father, whether it's to your biological kids or to stepchildren or to your nephews or nieces, to keep doing what you're doing. You know, it sometimes it's a very thankless position uh, but, but you have to realize you are the foundation that the house sits on 
And even though you're not the lights and you're not the pretty windows or the doors or the roof or the beauty that everybody sees, but if you have a shaky foundation, I don't care how pretty that house is, it's going to begin to fall because it's not built on a strong foundation. Understand, men, that you are the foundation of the family. When God created mankind, he started with a male. He started with Adam, not Eve. And so when we go going against what, how God built the family to, to be upon, that's when we get into difficulties and problems. But understand, men, that you are the bedrock of that family, that you are the reason your kids can have stability in their emotions and stability in life is because you're that rock. Whether you appreciate it or not, coming up on uh, Father's Day, I want to tell all the fathers, if I don't talk to you again, Happy Father's Day. And if nobody tells you Happy Father's Day, understand that's the greatest position you can ever have it's the only title that you share with god as father so just take that to heart and understand that your family is dependent on you and that the weight of it is on you and god is going to undergird you as you undergird your family man that's 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 so man, the church doors open. <laughs> Y'all ain't got no church home. <laughs> wow. But man, hey man, I definitely man, I, I appreciate you, brother. Um, it's men like you, man, that that keeps me uh, motivated and encouraged, man, to you know be that that anchor, man, to keep our our, our guys out there, man, on, on on solid ground and try to help support each other, man. So I definitely. I definitely appreciate you, man. Oh, absolutely. I, I hope you bring me back, man. Let's uh, let's talk about some of these issues that's going on in the black oh, in yeah. the black community. I, I really like to get into that with you on a uh, oh, yeah. future show. Oh yeah, we definitely definitely gonna address that. Um, yeah, yeah, because we need to address a lot of issues, you know, within our own community, man. That we, you know, we we blame a lot for others, but a lot of times it's on ourselves as well. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But all right, everyone out there, we'll see you next time. Like I always say, peace. I holla. Yeah.